aquí. This is what a crocodile sounds like. Intergalactic beings of multi-dimensional realities. Welcome to Channeling. I just wanted to flow through me. I just had this beautiful conversation with my friend named Matthew Morrison. He is a dear friend and also a fellow podcaster. His podcast is Crazy Day. I'd love it if you'd check it out. He's amazing. He has the voice of an angel. But he's been going through some stuff and we're just sitting here going to be sharing about poetry, art, and how we get through pain in life. Oh, look, Matthew just came in. Holy cow. Look, it's Matthew Morrison. Hey, Gwen, how are you? So good. So smooth. His voice comes in so smooth. Well, yours does too. And you got your mic working. Look at you. Yeah. Buddha behind you and everything. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I have news. You have news. Oh, always kind of news and all kinds of news, but I'll show you the first thing. I just got back from a Buddhist silent retreat. Oh God. I've been going to, um, I've been connected to this Buddhist, um, Sangha for over three and a half years, but I've kind of hesitated to become fully involved, but check it out. I've got a new Dharma name. Cool. Congratulations. It is Shoka Itsuro, and it is translated as Bright Water Lone Heron. Cool. Cool. I like it. I like it. I, I understood. I, I know like whenever whenever people like get involved with like a one of those Eastern religions, and I'm saying that very, very broadly because I don't I, I yeah. don't know how else to describe it, right? They always come back with a name, and I never understood why <laughs> like, like i like you know early on i'm like oh they're just thinking they're special but you know as i've gotten you know out of that phase of my life i'm like i recognize that there's like a consistency to it but i don't understand the the significance or the the ritual aspect of it or you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't understand that piece of it you know um you it's so interesting because i come from another um religious community that's christian based but you get a new name when you go into the temple. And so I, I don't belong to that religion anymore. So to me, it just, I understand the, the meaning of it. I, I, I've done this enough. I've gained new names enough to like. Not the name change. I just don't understand the, <laughs> the, 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 the ceremony or the ritual or the meaning or the, is it just kind of like a symbol, sim, symbolic nature of like a commitment or of a, mm -hmm. a journey or of a transformation or of a, of a, of a learning or is it I yeah mean, is it like before i went to the ceremony and got the new name the sensei asked us to talk about the path which led each of us to the sangha so for me i got to talk about that and one thing that i talked about was how names serve as a doorway for me to understand myself in a new way but they're also a connector to the people that i chose to be around and in a way um not just a connector but yeah well a connector is a good word it's a connector to the people the sangha itself and to this idea of me saying yes i claim myself as walking the buddhist way and being in a certain sangha recognizing that we do it together that it's not a simple lone journey yeah um and so for me the name what it represents is 
a vision of how I may see how I interact with the people and the Dharma of Buddhism. So like if Sangha would be, uh, and I'm sure it's not a, a perfect allegory, but would it be like a congregation or not church? Yeah. People that come together to go to that temple or to meet under that uh, monk or priest or or whatever would be, would that, would that be sort of a, 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 a that, sort of corollary? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be correlated that way. When you enter into Buddhism, you look at it in a much wider perspective. But the first people that are identified in the Sangha is, yes, it's the people that you practice the walk with. It's the people you, you know, you go and you sit with and you um, and you're trying to support each other. But it, it would be a local for lack of a better term, congregation, would that be? You usually, know, your, usually your you can wouldn't say be that. in Florida and Connecticut and Oregon. It would be people in your comparatively relatively local area, right? In Salt Lake City. It, it can area. differ. Oh, really? It can okay. differ. Yeah. <clears throat> it depends on how the, how the song is based. Some songas are based in a wider area. They have a wider span of space. Um, some of them are online. Uh, like I know the the one podcast I listened to is called uh, Secular Buddhism, and he has an online podcast, or and I'm sorry, an online sangha. But yes, that's his like membership thing, and they do like weekly or monthly calls or something like that. Uh, and that's it because I think he's a um, ordained minister or whatever, uh -huh. whatever the right terminology is. But he's yes, a, he's ordained as a Buddhist. <laughs> so when you go and attend, do they refer to you by that name on that on that certificate? Like, is that what they um, tell you, or is that just more They position? can. They can. Um, and it just depends on how much you want to use the name. I think if I, and I may end up continuing in specific studies and actually become a sensei, and then it would be used much more often. Yeah, if right. I'm officially acting in, in the practice and trying to be support to people yeah. of that way. That's awesome. Yeah, what kind of fire lit under your pants? You know, <laughs> come around January. <laughs> now you've gone and written like damn two books. And every time I turn around, my iPhone's going, oh, there's a new podcast from Gwen. Ju damn girl. You know, it's like I struggled. <laughs> I put a podcast out in a month and I struggled to put 10 minutes episodes out even when I was. And I'm just like, oh, you, I am. I'm impressed. Oh, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I have noticed that <clears throat> about you and I'm, I'm just about ready to say like, okay, Matt, we're going to pretend we're each other. <laughs> if you were Gwen, what would your podcast be? And if I were Matt, what would my podcast be? <laughs> <laughs> what would my episode be? <laughs> yeah, I, I have, um, I've been in a, I don't know. I've been in a dark spot this summer. It's not been, it's not been fun. So, um, yeah. and it's, you know, it's not been worse yet. It's not been something that has been easy to, uh, or feel like has even been possible to describe, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it feels like it's something that's impossible to identify. And so you don't mm -hmm. have any words for it. And so you just feel like you can't even explain it. Um, you know, logically you can't explain it, but I understand that that's not always something you need to be able to do, but even, um, verbally, <clears throat> you know, you can't put words to it. Right. So it's like, you know, I think you and I talked and I've put on my podcast even where it's like, you know, for years I was depressed, but I didn't have the words to explain it. So yeah. I just thought it's normal, you know, or you just, you just live with it and you're miserable, but you don't know that what you're experiencing is depression. So even when you hear people talking about depression, you don't associate with that because you don't have the words to explain depression. Like you don't take yeah. that word and this feeling and put those two together and say, oh, that's me. Yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, there's a word for it called alexithymia and it's something that I've discovered which is just basically a difficulty or a feeling of an inability to express or, or connect with emotions. Right? It's not that you don't feel them, but you don't have words to describe them. And so it feels like, a, wow. you know, it feels like a, 
a club foot. You know, it feels like trying to run a marathon, but you've got a club foot and everybody else has two legs and you don't, but you don't realize you don't. <laughs> and so um, you just have this feeling of heaviness, but you don't have any way to describe it. You know, and that's what it's been feeling like. I and mean, that's what it feels like every summer, but that's what it's feel like, felt like this summer, especially more so. Yeah. You know, every time I every time I try to talk about it, there's this famous, I've never even read it, but I just, there's this famous book. I think it's a short story, maybe. It's a sci-fi short story. I think from the 60s or something like that. I think they made a movie out of it anyway, for a show. But it's this famous sci-fi uh, short story from the 60s called... Um, I have no mouth and I must scream. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I've never read it. And I think it's one of these like, you know, horror short story things, but that title has always resonated with me as almost one of the most horrifying things. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, that's what it feels like sometimes is just trying to connect with whatever it is and having no ability to do so having no ability to express it having no ability to yeah. release it and having you know and there's all sorts of reasons for it ranging from just maybe genetics to upbringing to trauma to fill in the blank there's all sorts of things that I've been trying to unpack but nonetheless that's where I've been you know and I and there's probably billions of layers to it all and not even knowing where to start but let alone you don't even know what the heck is happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you can't even tell anybody what the heck is going on, let alone start. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, welcome back. I'm, be- I'm beating the drum for you, Matt. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> It has, this is there, the medicine circle. We're going to practice our medicine on Matt right now. <laughs> it's funny. There has been some like interesting stuff. And I, I, I've even like tried to write some things down and I just feel like, you know, it feels like trying to wade through molasses every time I try to write something down. I've even, I've even like written some things down and like get to the end. I'm just like, I don't like it, <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I just feel like there's, I can't quite close it out in a way that maybe, I'm happy with it, you know? Maybe I caught what you have, Matt, because the last, say, week and a half that I've wanted to write, like people will ask me to write about things and I'll start writing and I'm just like, this feels hollow. Yeah. This feels like shit. It doesn't feel like anything real. <laughs> I yeah, I'll you, write you it. But... That, or I just felt like I was just... I felt like I was drawing from a well that wasn't being replenished. So like even like the last mm. few episodes that I did, I, I was doing it, but I felt like I was doing it out of obligation and not out of joy. And that just didn't feel good. It didn't feel encouraging or it didn't feel like I was flowing. And yeah, when I was, when I was having fun, I was flowing. And, and that's what I was, I didn't want to do it if I wasn't having fun. I mean, that was a whole point. Um, and so, you know, even the last few ones that I did a lot, they were largely forced, you know? Mm-hmm. Like so it's funny. I've even had some interesting experiences this summer that have been <clears throat> different. <laughs> um, I've, I've gone to a couple of cacao ceremonies, which have been really interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine, um, actually it's a friend of mine I met through Kyle Cease's group. Um, I yeah. probably even told you about her because it was the it was the other person that I would speak to weekly when you and I were speaking pretty regularly. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, um, and she actually her parents live um in the Chicago suburbs and she's been in town for the last couple of months. And so she does um cacao ceremonies or she's done two so far she's done she's got one more on the books because she's not sure how longer how much longer she's going to be in town because she's a free spirit wandering all over the place but she's, gonna, <laughs> she's got at least one more on the books and after that we'll see but she does like a cacao ceremony and then like a breathwork thing after that so it's like a three mm-hmm. hour mm-hmm. <clears throat> um i don't know it was um it was interesting because you know we had had a conversation the week before the first ceremony that she did where we just talked and um, she was talking about, you know, the divine feminine and all this kind of a stuff, which is just a topic that's 
so abstract. I have a hard time wrapping my head. <laughs> Not that I have a problem with it. It's just that it's so abstract. I have a hard time wrapping my head with it, around it. You know, like yeah. You know, I you know where does she begin and where does she end? This well, divine yeah, feminine that we're exactly talking about. right, and you know, <laughs> and it and it's not because I'm a guy; it's because the masculine is very distinct and specific, and find a solution, and so it's easy to look at and and oh, we can see the masculine at work and and whatever, and so I can see that, I can <laughs> understand that, I can grasp it, and then the feminine, by its very nature, is subtle and and nurturing and and slow and you know and it's not a specific punch it in the face and make it change type of act energy right that's the whole point right um <laughs> and and that's what she was saying as well you know and then the next week i went to do this yeah i had no idea what to expect never been you know i jokingly yeah. told I jokingly told some friends that I said, you know, worst case scenario, I'm going to drink some hot chocolate and then take a nap, you know, so I exactly <laughs> you know, then relax. Exactly. Right. So <laughs> the worst case scenario, that's what's going to happen. I don't know, you know, but it was, it was really neat. You know, it was just, you know, sitting out and, you know, she would just kind of do a ceremony and do some journal prompts and, you know, talk about some things and people would share some stuff and, you know, whatever. And it was very, it was a ceremony, um, yeah. which you know, I realized, um, you know, in this day of Zoom sessions and, and you know, e-course, you know, e-learning modules and audiobooks and people sitting in their room doing their own thing, which there's nothing wrong with that. If you're not involved with some kind of an organized religion, your spiritual journey is largely on your own. You know, yeah. it's largely a solo affair. <laughs> and so getting together and sitting in a in a room or in a group with people even if it was just four or five people on doing something intentional and doing something mm -hmm. with a bit of a ritual to it, order of operations was special. Nice. And, um, and uh, you know, and it wasn't like we we're, you know, dancing and chanting and beating drums or whatever, but it was just, you weren't you know, dancing naked under the moon and no, you know, that's, like... that's the advanced Jedi stuff. I'm waiting for the naked stuff, but uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, it was just, you know, it was just, you know, there was a certain intentionality to everything that was done. You know, she had a curator yeah. and whatever. Um, we might, you know, pull some cards and, you know, but everything was optional. Everything was just whatever you feel called to. And people were sharing kind of whatever came up and whatever, but it was just being in the same area and same room as other people that were showing the same set of intention and doing yeah. They were, I, the way I kind of pictured it was just, you know, everybody's on a journey, but everybody's stopping at the same rest area. You know, they're mm -hmm. on their own paths, but they're stopping at the same rest area to stop and sit and get refreshed for a little bit and then get up and they're going to go on their same path, you know, on their own separate paths again for a little bit. It felt like kind of just touching that divine feminine energy for a few hours is kind of mm -hmm. like. Sweet. Um, I yeah. love your analogy of the rest stop. Um, I'm actually internally preparing to provide some classes myself, which I think is fun oh, cool. that you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it will be coming through, of course, what my guys have shared with me. So, yeah. so it, it's, it's going to be fun to invite people in and, and see who wants to participate and lead groups. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect <clears throat> all of that. And, um, you know, it's basically just journaling and some meditation and some breath work and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, more just it's more of an invitation of self-exploration and being in a group that can support exactly. and being able to express that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, I don't know, it's been a really neat, been a really neat experience. Um, yeah. I think the other thing that's been interesting um, just to kind of explore is I picked up a book of poetry. Um, which is, I don't, I've read poetry before and I tend to look at it very, mm -hmm. um, like an alien, like I don't get it. Like I read it <laughs> and I might even like it, but if I like it, it's from a very technical, like, oh, I like those words or I, I like that picture or I like that rhyme or I, or mm -hmm. I don't connect with it in the least. Like I don't get it. Like. Mm -hmm. The word structure, I'm just like, I, I don't, I, it's fine. <laughs> you know, that has been my experience with poetry 
almost universally, right? Almost, almost universally. I'm <laughs> waiting to hear who it is. Andrea that you Andrea Gibson. I don't know her, so yeah. I'm going to have to look her up. And uh, so, and so, you know, every poet I've ever read has been either a classic poet, well, usually a classic poet of some kind, you know. Um, you know, I've read everything from Greek poetry all the way through modern poets and various types, you know, in school or picked something up or I read something online or, you know, whatever. And again, they're fine, I guess. I, I just don't, I don't understand half the time what even the hell they're saying or what they're talking about. <laughs> point is, and mm-hmm. I, you know, again, maybe it's my brain's way of not being able to connect with things, but I just don't get it. I get mm-hmm. please don't connect with it, right? And one of my first, one of my earlier memories on TikTok was stumbling across this poet named Andrea Gibson. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our Lord and Savior, the algorithm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. typing away, and all of a sudden, um, there she is, and she's this, she's a slam poet at that right oh, so nice she doesn't even rhyme you know and she doesn't even hit you know and i don't even understand slam poetry. i used to make fun of that crap you know it was like the the beatnik standing up with a cigarette while somebody mm-hmm. struggled bass in the corner you know and it was just like you mm-hmm. know stuff didn't even seem like poetry to me you know yeah. because it doesn't rhyme it's not a rhythm it's just you know some guy you know whatever anyway whatever let's do let's do one right now because i'm feeling inspired i can hear the drum i can feel the, <laughs> hear the banjo and i just want to say yeah right isn't it amazing yeah, right. You know, that kind of a thing, right? And but she and I don't remember exactly what it was, but one of the earlier ones that I remember her saying, she had a line, it was something about um I don't remember I don't remember the exact the exact, but the, the line that struck me was something about looking up in the sky and talking about how the light from a star had been traveling for millions of years to to shine in her eyes and that that star that you were on that star's bucket list and there was just something about <laughs> that word image that just made me gasp for a second and i was like what was that and nice. um and honestly i I'd, I'd found her a couple of times and i liked it and then she doesn't put a ton of stuff out i mean she does don't get me wrong but found her and I kind of forgot about her a little bit. I'd stumble across her stuff here and there. And I always liked it when I did, but you know, it wasn't somebody that I found so frequently that I was always watching her stuff. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe a month or so ish ago, um, somebody had commented, I saw another video where someone was like, Oh my God, Andrea Gibson this weekend, if you're looking for a book, you should go find Andrea Gibson's book. She has a book of poetry mm. and, um, Show it to me. Show it to me. I I have two comments. I forgot one of them. But one of my comments is that if you ever are inclined, Matthew, I have a little pet project, a little personal project, a podcast that I have started called Dear Lover. (laughs) And it is poetry. Here's a book. You better be lightning. Oh shit. That's awesome. And I and then of course she's got stuff on you know YouTube where she's read her stuff out loud. Is it you, is it lightning or lighting? Lightning, like uh, like that's lightning. what I thought. And you know, because she's more of a spoken word artist, you know, she'll stay up on stage yeah. and speak her stuff or whatever. And it's like <clears throat> I don't I I I haven't cried yet. It's just the closest I've come to crying is either reading or listening to Andrea Gibson's poetry. And it is, I don't, I've just discovered I shouldn't be reading or listening to her stuff before I go into work because it doesn't make for good spreadsheet analysis. (laughs) (laughs) The, The funny thing is that like, you know, my brain's an analytical guy. So I would like, I should like, should, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, you know, on paper, I should like rhythmic, mathematical organized rhyming mm-hmm. structure you know, 
I'm saying should in air quotes, right? Mm -hmm. This woman doesn't do any of that stuff. You know, (laughs) she's a queer activist, political, I mean, she's got cancer. I mean, like everything about this woman, I don't connect with on any level. (laughs) Right. Like I don't, there's nothing about Andrea Gibson that I'm connected to in this sense. Right. You know, are you sure? Maybe she's, I'm not maybe she's maybe she's a part of you that you couldn't express in this lifetime. And so she came down as that. Fair or enough. maybe it's Fair the enough. opposite way. It's like Fair you enough. were a part of her that she couldn't express. I'm, enough, I'm just but... teasing. I've been thinking these funny kinds of thoughts for a while. So Fair enough. don't you worry now. But there, there's something about the way she observes life. And there's something about the way that. Um, hang on, I'll. Matt is gonna read me some poetry. Wow. It was the I was gonna read you the um the first stanza of one poem was just like I just read that. I'm like, I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm gonna stop right now. It was like, I know most people try hard to do good and find out too late they should have tried softer. Oh. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, damn, Andrea, I can't even get through the rest of the poem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, that's that good crazy. stuff that's yeah you know and i'm just i don't know it's like every time i i don't know the the words that she uses are just i don't know so i i, I could read half the book to you yeah and i've been doing it to like people every time i turn around so it's just um you yeah. are her promoter now yeah, basically it seems so yeah um yeah, she's got one piece that I found on YouTube, and like every time I watch it, I mean, I've read it like four times. So you think you'd get like numb to it, you know? You're hearing something gets yeah. up and it's moving, and then the second time, you're like, okay, that's moving. But the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth time, you're like, okay, its effect kind of wears off. I don't know. So far, four or five times, it hasn't. Good, you're expanding your experiences. Yeah, yeah. and not totally understanding say. what it is or why it is or how it is, but it is. So, yeah, now that's interesting. You know, I, 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 I'm always, well, I don't, I want, don't want to say concerned because I'm not really concerned. I believe in you. You got this, Matt, (laughs) but it's nice to like touch base and like know that you're, you're doing new things. And I think that is important. That's important part of, um, kind of our adaptability and our flexibility like even when we're in times of stress it's good to have that this is a um um I do want to make a point of saying uh, that I do appreciate you thinking about me and you noticing and you reaching out and you doing this so yeah whatever else we're we're just two pals doing whatever i guess absolutely Um, but i want to say thank you for uh oh you're welcome i'll 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 tell you this and i know it's gonna sound funny my guys actually told me too well then thank you I'm like literally, because, like, like I can show you the journal documentation. I don't of them saying, of it, but I, I don't get to talk in with you. Matt. I get He's to been exploring. Maybe I, I should find you. it. I, I, I don't. You don't need to. You don't need to. I trust. No, you. I. I think this is funny. I only get to talk to you. So. Oh man, I have the bestest thing we're gonna do right now. Yeah. Just because I feel like I'm in charge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just an observer in Gwen's world. In honor of Andrea Gibson, let us make a poem oh together. Okay. Have you ever done that before? Like it's like Not you trade off lines. <laughs> no. Ah, okay. Should we try this? I'm just a mogul in your world, so sure. Should we make? Should we make our mark in the poetry realms? Sure. <laughs> okay. I feel some words entering into your brain, Matt. What are they? Here, we're going to start out. What are they? I am a flower. 
Okay, I am a flower. And then I'm gonna write, okay, I'm a flower. <laughs> and, uh, and, okay, how do I say it? Do I say it? Because the words are, don't sound cool. I've got to make them sound cool. Mm, that um, sounds thinking too much. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm a flower and also a cocoon. Now your turn. Witching, trembling, underneath the moon. Oh, I love it. I'm writing it down. That was actually freaking cool. Did you say witching or wishing? Twitching. Twitching. I was wrong in both cases. <laughs> Ooh, twitchy woman. <laughs> Not witchy woman. No. Twitching woman. Okay, twitching, trembling underneath the moon. A. A. A biosphere of laughter. Biosphere of laughter. Strangles me. Mm. A biosphere of laughter strangles me. Tear of sadness frees me. Tear of sadness. Freeze me. Mm. Tear of sadness freeze me. But low. There are so many other stories. No, there are. It's so funny because I, I, I'm not using my channeling. I'm just, this is Gwen. <laughs> but lo, there are so many stories to tell. And my guides are laughing at me because I am never not using my channeling. <laughs> that isn't a part of the poem. <laughs> oh, okay. My turn. But lo, there are so many stories to tell. Lo, there are so many stories to tell. So many mountains to climb, so many echoes to yell. <clears throat> Deep in the heart of the Ingram, a solitude. of emanation queries near what's the ingram i don't know oh okay <laughs> <laughs> is that is um Speaking wisdom, speaking silliness, maybe both. Hmm. Hmm. Not silliness, foolishness. Foolishness? Okay. Maybe both. Mm. 
Okay. And in this gesture, we find a sense of hope. Of freedom. I'm, I'm continuing. Of freedom. Ooh. Even inside the master. No, is it my turn? Mm -hmm. Oh, that was the folly. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. Didn't return. Mm -hmm. that Sorry. Was, that was the handoff. <laughs> Say that line again. And in this gesture, we find a sense of hope, of freedom, even inside the master. Asleep at rest, content in knowing. Ding, that's the end. You told me just to speak without thinking. No, that's it. <laughs> Should I read it? Sure. I am a flower and also a cocoon, trembling, I mean, twitching, trembling underneath the moon. A biosphere of laughter strangles me. A tear of sadness frees me. But lo, there are so many stories to tell, so many mountains to climb, so many echoes to yell. Deep in the heart of the Ingram, a solitude of emanation queries near. Speaking wisdom, speaking foolishness, maybe both. And in this gesture, we find a sense of hope, of freedom, even inside the master, asleep at rest, content in knowing. I like it. Five. I think that's a success. <laughs> I call it. <laughs> okay, I have to post it then. Go for it. There. What is what what is our name as poet uh, as poet poetesses? Poetesses? Oh, I don't know. We could have a group name. We could have an individual name. We could make up a combination of Gwen and Matt together as a poet. I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't thought that far ahead. I know. We have to think about our image. You know, how do we present ourselves? This is the way nowadays. Like, do we go like just a, some kind of a weird anonymous crazy name, you know, or do yeah. we, do we like, you know, do some kind of crazy like mashup name, you know, like Gwat? <laughs> the poet Gwat. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I, I might want to, you know, the the Buddha down under. Yeah. You, even you though guide, I don't think this your is your guides the have any down. ideas. Okay, guides. Hey, guides. What should we call ourselves? They laugh. Ah ha ha ha. Call yourself quant. Oh gosh. Is that quantum Buddha? Quantum anything. Quantum anything. Does that sound okay? I like the quantum. Yeah, me too, but I'm not digging the Oh, end. they were I, I guess the, maybe they're saying quantum and then anything after that. <laughs> um, hang on one second here. Hang on. Stand okay. Mm -hmm. The quantum query well Wallaxia. Matt is doing his research. He's looking at his computer. I'm screen. looking up the etymology of the word anything. Okay. <laughs> see if like some like Middle English word comes up or something like that. I guess like you can just be called the quantum. It's all good. We can start with that. We can be called the quantum blue. Sure. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like blue. Okay. 
the quantum blue it is. Quantum blue it is. <clears throat> All right. All proceeds go to Glenn Juvenile. <laughs> All proceeds for this one. For this one. We'll direct each one individually sure, and sure. To, to whatever we need. Um, is that all good? Yeah. We're just making up what we do, I guess. Absolutely. And then I thought, wow, if Matt was a unicorn, what kind of unicorn would he be? Is I don't a, know if he wants to play that with me. Is that a kind <laughs> of unicorn? Yeah, there's all kinds of unicorns. It's just whatever you want them to be. If I wasn't familiar with unicorn types. <laughs> and I just figured there's like horses with horns. We can, you know, because um, we're so awesome, we're the ones who created all the types of unicorns. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is true, but I guess I hadn't. Uh, you hadn't considered it before. I, I guess I hadn't uh, done a, a, a type study of unicorns. Yeah, uh, like there's purple star licorice unicorns that when you are near them, like it tastes and smells like licorice. Why I'm hanging out with you? I I hadn't considered these options. And and then like, but and, and there's this sensation in your throat, like you're drinking kind of like a molasses drink. You know, it's that's the sensation that comes upon you when they're near you. And then when that sensation comes near you, you can imagine yourself floating off to wherever you want to go, and then that's where you go. That's one kind. You've apparently been around way more unicorns than I've been around. Um, I guess so. Apparently. <laughs> I, I need to be on more astral planes or something. Um, I don't hang out around enough unicorns, apparently. Well, this is a very important question. <laughs> I mean, there was Care Bears when I was growing up, and there was My Little Ponies, and there were some strawberry shortcake ones, I think. But mm -hmm. they were just ponies. I think, you know... If you were a praying bloke, this might be worth praying about when you go to bed, and then maybe some information might be revealed unto you. I, I think I'd have to be praying and smoking for that to happen, but uh... <laughs> whatever it takes, dude. <laughs> I leave that to you to ponder. As I leave you tonight, oh dear, Matt Morrison. Can I read you one poem from Andrea Gibson? Yes. Right. I can, <clears throat> like I said, I can read any of these, but I'm going to pick one and just mm -hmm. flip to this one called <clears throat> The Test of Time. Mm. Her poems have a tendency to uh, be both emotional and beautiful and heartbreaking and I don't know some mm. more so than others but we'll do this one I am 20 years old and my mother has just been diagnosed with a disease that is beginning to paralyze her she holds my hand on the couch and tells me the disease is hereditary runs through family trees until no one runs again with the diagnosis she finally knows why her favorite aunt spent the second half of her life in a wheelchair why her father's gait began to change before he died too young for his father, for, for his doctor to uncover the reason. I'm 20 years old and there's a test I can take to find out if the disease has been coded in my DNA, if I'll be able to do the two-step in my genes on a dance floor two decades from now. The test is a psychic, a crystal ball, a tarot, a tarot reading from the edge of a cliff from which I may or may not fall. I'm 20 years old and I'm always afraid of the Ouija board. When someone asks how I will die, my fingers dive off the board and into my pockets. Like, can't we please let God keep her secrets? My whole life, mm. I've my mother as the town walker. Ever since my bike had training wheels, I've been riding beside her every night at dusk. She walks for miles, a smile on her face that turns on the porch light of every house she passes. I don't burden her with asking what she would do. If she w would have wanted to know, she'd hit 40 and 40 would hit her back, a baseball bat to the knees, her life as she knew it giving out beneath her. 
I'm 20 years old and I haven't met any of my disabled friends yet, which means I still believe what the world has taught me to believe, that life will not take my breath away unless it's taking my breath away at the summit of Kilimanjaro or atop the crest of a 60-foot skateboard ramp on the Pacific coast. I don't yet know Natalie, who will be sipping whiskey at the end of my bed when she tells me she would not choose the sudden disappearance of her cerebral palsy, that the harsh hard drive of her mind would crash if she woke up tomorrow and could cartwheel the beach, if suddenly it took her less than 30 minutes to lace her winter boots. When Natalie says this, I wake up to a truth that I've not wanted my fortune told because I've not wanted to know that my fortune will be mostly change, so much change. I'm 20 years old and don't know that what I'm most afraid of is change, which is the only promise this life can keep. And aside from my DNA, there is no test I can take to find out the rest of it or the unrest of it, how there will be years I'll know so much bitterness, my heart will stop walking its talk. Lovers will point to my chest and say, you can't feel anything, can you? I'm 20 years old and don't know who I'm going to lose because of the ways I'm going to stay the same. Then later, because of the ways I'm going to change too much. I mean, my God is going to change. My pronouns are going to change. My body is going to change, not because of my DNA, but because a tick is going to bite me. And that little monster is going to mess with my life more than a parade of homophobes could ever dream of. But love will still throw me over her shoulder and carry me up every story I've ever told myself so I can see what's true. And what's true is I can't always tell the difference between my gifts and my tragedies. What I've lost is health I've gained and access to my own empathy. Empathy. So when I wish to not be sick, I'm not absolutely certain I'd be happier if that wish came true. And the same goes for what muzzled me, what held me down and shut me up, what locked my voice box is also what taught me how to carve keys from poetry. And now my words are so good at coming to my own rescue, fire trucks pull over to let my voice through. Hold my tongue and I promise my teeth will find a way to tell you if I'd been born without lifelines, I would have written them myself because I'm writing this at the exact age my mother was when she first got symptoms. And just like everyone else, I have no clue what tomorrow will sing or scream, what I will feel or what I won't. I wake up every morning and see if I can still wiggle my toes and I dance in my pajamas before I brush my teeth and I pray to a different God every single day because I pray to me. And sometimes I'm clear and sometimes I'm scattered as the ashes of my friends who were still alive last year. But there is a test we can all take to find out the fortune. It's called the test of time. And what you do is you live until you die and you refuse to let the hands of your clock curl into fists to fight the lessons off, even if the lessons are brutally hard. In all my softest dreams, my mother can still walk and I am pedaling my bicycle beside her. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty <clears throat> I say at the end of every bravo yeah <laughs> I think this uh yeah we've this is dedicated to Andrea Gibson yeah yeah if you want to please want to feel feelings go look her up on YouTube or other places she's all over the place but yeah man talk about the uh, owning the complexity of it all, you know. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a. She's lived a hard life, but you find some. There's something about. Like I'm still trying to figure out what it is that I connect with to her, and it's like. There's some sadness in there, but there's some. Discovery of beautiful beauty mm -hmm. and joy and wonder that I find in there somehow, you know, finding the beauty and the pain somewhere. And I, and I think that's what I like about there. Like she doesn't say it directly, but um, you know, I think that's what I connect with in there. Beauty I, and the pain. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, mm -hmm. you know, and some of her poems are more challenging than others. 
you know, and I think, you know, I've heard people talk about how that's what good poetry does is it challenges. And I never got that either, <laughs> you know, cause I never connected or even half the time even understood what the heck they were saying, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff doesn't feel so abstract that I can't pick up what the heck she's throwing down. You know, I feel like I understand what she's talking about. You know, it's not so flowery that I can't understand that part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, you know, challenging. So, um, yeah. On that note, amen. Have a fantastic night, Gwen. And again, thank you so much. Um, uh, Real quick, are you going to be at the October event or not? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be there as well. So. So you're always invited here. Thank you. I am. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I I literally got my ticket today, so I'm not sure what I'm. Yeah, oh no. really? Okay. Last, so I'm I'm not sure what, where, how, who, anything else yet. So thank you, and I will let you know um, if I need to take you up on that offer. But if nothing else, I appreciate the offer. So. Um, Absolutely. Awesome sauce. I must go upon my evening. I leave you with a blessing. Voila. Thank you very much. Licorice, licorice, whatever, unicorn. Yep, absolutely. And and, uh, go play some drums and send my best to Grace. And I'll talk to you later. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Welcome to Channeling. I would love to hear your questions about channeling. Please contact me at GwenJuvenal.com. Hit the contact button and send me a note, and maybe I'll be answering your questions soon. Till the next episode of Welcome to Channeling. Own your stage and play on. Hot Muffin Media.